The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line we have the State MP for South Bowen, Darren Cheeseman. Good morning. Good morning, Mitchell. Great to be with you. Well, thanks for being on the program, the final time for 2021. So when people reflect on this year, what do you think will be the big achievements of your government, maybe outside of all of the challenges we've faced with COVID? Well, certainly, uh, Mitchell, uh, I think uh, this year has very much been a year of uh, delivery uh, for the Andrews Labor government. We, of course, took a very ambitious plan uh, to the 2018 state election. uh, And in so many ways, uh, the uh, implementation of that plan, the legislation that we needed to pass has been passed through the parliament uh, this year. Uh, Of course, despite those unprecedented COVID challenges, uh, we've managed to keep the parliament sitting. Uh, We've managed to get our legislation through. uh, And we've, of course, delivered on all of those commitments that we took uh, to the 2018 election. Uh, And I must say, when I look around my electorate, uh, I see new schools that we've opened, that we've built this term. Uh, I see the um, important Bowen Heads Road duplication underway. I see that Wumpon Station's been rebuilt. And these are big infrastructure programs uh, that we took to the election and we're now delivering for the people of South Bowen. One of the challenges in terms of legislation at the moment appears to be this pandemic legislation. Are you confident that in one form or another it will get through the Legislative Council? Well, absolutely. Uh, I'm very uh, very uh, determined to see that legislation through. I'm confident we will uh, ultimately be able to negotiate with the crossbench to get our legislative reform through. Of course, at the end of the day, uh, the challenge is uh, really before the Liberal Party. Uh, Matthew Guy, of course, if he wants to prove that he is a person fit uh, to lead his party... Uh, The challenge, I think, is to him uh, to back the government's legislation to enable us to have the legislative tools we need to be able to get through this pandemic, uh, to be able to see the economy open up, the community open up. And, uh, of course, uh, if he's prepared to back our legislation... We don't need to rely upon the crossbench. We can get it done. Well, I think you said, hasn't he, he's prepared to work with the government, but they don't support it in its current form. They've given reasons for that. But he said, we're prepared to sit down and actually work through legislation that is sort of a bit of a compromise. Is that an option that you're taking up? Well, I'm not sure that their backroom uh, uh, players uh, support uh, or even recognise the challenges of the COVID-19 virus. Uh, We've seen, of course, uh, firsthand through the course of last week, many of their bench colleagues uh, attending uh, those protest rallies. Uh, I I don't think they really believe in it. I don't think Matthew Guy is doing anything other than being a politician on this and uh, resisting the, um, the, the, the need of the government to get this legislation through so that we can keep the community safe. They say, for example, that it gives too much power to the Premier, that he can appoint this independent body that is apparently going to oversee it. And also, um, I know there's been some concerns raised because we spoke to one of the crossbenchers, Stuart Grimley, yesterday about arbitrary detention. Uh, Fair critique of the legislation or not? Uh, No, um, absolute rubbish critique of the legislation. 
Uh, the reality is that the government needs the powers to be able to put in place stay-at-home orders uh, to make sure that we can stop or curtail the spread of the virus. Uh, this legislation is very much modelled on the New South Wales legislation and the New Zealand legislation. I think it's balanced. I think it's fit for purpose. Uh, and I think it's uh, designed very much to keep us safe. Uh, if we didn't have legislative arrangements in place, the next pandemic that comes along, the government would not have the legislation at hand to be able to uh, ensure that we can implement satisfactory um, stay-at-home orders, um, to make sure that we can implement social distancing arrangements, to make sure we can mandate wear appropriate mask wearing. Um, this is a fundamental um, requirement for the government to have these tools uh, and I think it's important that the parliament recognise that and pass these very important bills. Now, last Thursday, the government announced that there was going to be further restrictions on children that weren't vaccinated, aged 12 years and two months through to 16, and they would be locked out of venues similar to adults who aren't vaccinated. And I believe that there's been some changes yesterday that I was reading about where the government's now saying if a school teacher is present, uh, unvaccinated children are allowed to attend school functions. And I think this is connected to some parents being concerned about year six graduations, etc. What's going on there? Oh, well, that's right. I think um, uh, inevitably as we uh, implement these various um, uh, measures uh, as recommended by the Chief Health Officer, uh, inevitably we will come across uh, uh, various points where it doesn't make sense. And when we come across them, uh, the government is, of course, prepared to listen, as is the Chief Health Officer, and make some adjustments uh, and this is one of those occasions where we've made an adjustment uh, to ensure that grade sixes can have their graduations as long as the teacher's present, which you would expect. Uh, and I think that makes complete sense. Is that a permanent adjustment or is it just a grace period to allow those children to go and get vaccinated? Well, look, at the end of the day, it'll be up to the Commonwealth to uh, and their various agencies um, to uh, approve the uh, the, the use of the vaccine for various categories of people, including kids. Uh, and uh, when they do uh, approve that, uh, we will, of course, uh, assist the Commonwealth in getting the vaccine deployed to those categories and we'll make sure there's appropriate health orders in place uh, that will be uh, encouraging of families to take up that opportunity to get their kids vaccinated. Uh, I saw uh, yesterday we had a very young uh, child uh, die of uh, complications from COVID-19 uh, and I think um, all parents will be keen to see their kids vaccinated to keep them safe. So the government is contemplating, I think it was in our news service at nine o'clock, that you're contemplating uh, this restriction on five to 11 year olds as well and you think that is necessary to keep the community safe, do you? Well look, um, absolutely. The, the reality is that this virus will go to pockets of the community uh, that are that have large numbers of people unvaccinated. We've seen this virus move through school settings. And I think once the regulators, all Commonwealth regulators, mind you, uh, approve the deployment of the vaccine to those categories, those cohorts of people, um, then we'll, of course, uh, make sure we put in place the appropriate health orders to get those vaccines deployed through those cohorts of our community because we know if we don't do that, 
um, the virus will very quickly move through school communities. And we, want, we don't want that. We don't want our kids getting unwell and sick uh, and potentially passing away. We want to make sure we keep them safe. So we will back up uh, any decision that the Commonwealth regulator makes with respect to the vaccine to make sure we've got the right health settings in place. Why do you think it's important to keep what the Premier calls the vaccinated economy? Because I believe in New South Wales, they're contemplating taking down all of those restrictions when they get to about 95% double vax, then they'll just make it a bit of a free-for-all and everyone could go everywhere. Why is the Premier saying that uh, you will have to be vaccinated to participate in big parts of the economy until 2023? Well, look, I, um, I, I don't want to speak on behalf of what the New South Wales government is doing. What we certainly say is the higher the rates of vaccine we can deploy across the country, across the state, uh, the more um, freedoms that we will enjoy. Uh, I think the, um, the, the, the sooner we get those vaccine rates right up high, the safer we'll be, uh, the more we'll be able to remove these um, uh, these uh, various health orders that we've got in place um, and we're very pleasingly uh, I think in uh, Victoria now we've got uh, over 90% who have taken up that opportunity to get that vaccine, to get that double dose uh, and I have no doubt uh, in the weeks to come uh, we can push um, uh, well and truly to 95% across the state. We've already achieved that uh, in the broader Geelong region, which is fantastic. Um, uh, of course, we will see uh, in the coming months uh, many people, um, many overseas travellers wanting to make their way uh, to our country uh, and, of course, um, to ensure that we can do that safely to uh, open up our international borders to have people travelling to our country, to have Australians travelling overseas. The higher we can get these vaccine rates, the more freedoms we can enjoy. And uh, in terms of Bowenheads Road that you mentioned, there was a horrific accident there yesterday where a cyclist died. I see the paper is speculating today that maybe Roadworks had something to do with it. Clearly, we'll have to wait for the full police report. Um, but of course, our condolences uh, to that person's family and friends. But just in the broader picture, the Bowenheads Road duplication, what updates do you have for us about that? Because I know there's been a lot of Roadworks there around uh, Breakwater Road. Uh, well, look, certainly my condolences um, uh, to uh, the cyclists' families for the death of uh, that uh, push bike rider uh, yesterday. That's a, that's a tragedy. That's a, a disappointment. That's an unnecessary uh, fatality um, in so many ways. Uh, of course, I think we all uh, ought to let the Department of Transport... Oh, I think um, and make decisions on um, the appropriateness uh, of the safety measures uh, that are in place. And I look forward to, of course, seeing that work conducted as quickly and as speedily uh, as possible. Uh, what I would say uh, is that for the coming couple of years, Barwon Heads Road, of course, is going to be a, a construction site. Um, it will, of course... Um, uh, lead to once the construction is completed, a safer road, a, a road that is um, much better able to carry the the traffic um, that is building up uh, over the coming years. Uh, and I look forward to that work being done as quickly as possible uh, to ensure that 
all road users uh, have a much safer way from Bowen Heads through Armstrong Creek into Geelong. And I look forward to that work being completed as quickly and as feasibly as possible. Well, Darren, thanks for being on the program this year. Really appreciate it. And we look forward to talking to you in 2022. Uh, great to be with you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Darren Cheeseman there, the uh, MP for South Bowen. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.